Hey, welcome to our podcast called Emerging. Uh, if you're new here, my name is Nate, and I'm here with Christian Arnder. Uh, we set out to create a podcast where we have transparent conversations about being a young painter and a young illustrator. We share our experiences in our fields in a raw and realistic way. So thanks for stepping into that conversation with us. Um, so, Nate, I was thinking about I was thinking about this whole experience. I think like last week, and and just reflecting on graduating from college. And for those of you that don't know, which is probably a lot of you, I graduated from college. I got a graphic design degree and a studio art degree and immediately refused to get a nine to five job. Um, before I graduated, I had stopped applying to office jobs to like graphic designer positions in house at firms or companies or anything um, in an attempt to solidify the fact that I was going to start freelancing. Mm. Um, and I was, I was feeling pretty good about it. And as graduation got closer and closer, I think I got more and more nervous just, and by the time we graduated, I was just horrified. I was like, I've made mm. a horrible decision, like <laughs> so scared to like, cause I was about to move. I got a job at a coffee shop. I'd never worked at a coffee shop before. <laughs> and then, like, and I was like, I'm going to start freelancing and no one knows who I am. And I'm just going to send a bunch of emails and I don't know what I'm doing. And all the, eventually that pressure just like really built up. And I was so scared that I wasn't going to be able to figure out what I was going to do. Mm. And I talked to my dad and my dad has no idea what I'm doing. He had, like, he's <laughs> so confused. And he was like, this is not going to work. And I was like, but I think that was the moment when I decided that I couldn't be scared anymore because mm. somebody else told me it wasn't going to work. And I was like, yes, it will. I was so stubborn about it. I was like, yes, it will. It's going to happen. It's going to work. Everything's going to be fine. But in the back of my head, I'm just screaming. Cause I was like, I have no idea what I'm doing at all. So I'm bouncing mm. off of that. I want to ask you what what role has fear played in your creative career so far? Uh, no role. I'm not afraid of anything. Great. Perfect. Thank you for coming to our podcast. No. Uh, yeah. Fear has played um, not only a big role in like the the overarching like arc of my career so far, but that also plays a big role in my day-to-day -day approach and yeah. relationship with my career. Um, <clears throat> it's a really big conversation. So I do think that fear is healthy in some realms. And I think that fear is really unhealthy in other realms. And I think that the, the distinguishing like factor there is sort of like being afraid of real legitimate consequences is a healthy thing to propel you forward. So like in a very stupid example, like <clears throat> if you are a child, you learn that you shouldn't stick your finger in an electrical socket because you're afraid of being electrocuted. Like that's good. <laughs> that's good yeah. to be afraid yeah. of that. that. That keeps you alive. Um, so that's that's healthy fear and that's a, a a nice role to like play in your career but then i think that when fear becomes like a world view which is also known as anxiety um that's when when it becomes a really a really bad thing 
and it's really detrimental. And that's something yeah, that I struggle totally with a lot. Totally agree. Yeah. That's something that I struggle with a lot. And, and that basically just means like being afraid of things that haven't happened and being afraid of things that, that there's no real grounds for them to happen. Right. I um, think going back to the story I just told, I think how you just described it, I think I was right to be fearful. I think I was mm. right to be scared about what was going to happen or worried about what was going to happen because at least where we went to school or where I'm from or my family, totally unprecedented yeah. to just decide not to get a job. Yeah. Like a, like a traditional job. So I was, I think it, I was right to be fearful, but at the end of the day, that fear propelled me into working harder. You know, and I think that's the whole point of that story is like, yeah, I was horrified. I had no idea what I was going to do. I didn't even move back home after I graduated college. And I was just like, I'm doing it. And that just forced me to put my head down and figure out what I wanted to do and learn more stuff and really get a grip on that. Now I want to, and I want to ask you again, now that we've like clarified the differences in fear. Yeah. Yeah where has that negative fear impacted your career? Yeah. Um, I mean, it's impacted my career a ton. So I didn't start, you you obviously know this, but I didn't start out um, really painting seriously as a career move until two years after I graduated from college. And I actually didn't go to college for for fine arts. I went in on a scholarship for painting and I went into and got a degree in architecture and all of that, that six year period of not pursuing being an artist was all fear. I mean, it was legitimately, it was all, I'm afraid that I'm gonna fail. I'm afraid that I can't do this. And so let me choose a safe option. And I, I believe that, that God brought me through that for a reason and I don't regret it, but it is still like, that's a, six years of my young life that was shaped by being afraid of failing. Yeah, absolutely. Um, And it didn't have to be. And then, you know, this first year, um, I've been super afraid of a lot of stuff. Um, Fear is like a a very sort of daily thing. And it can be big things like I'm afraid that, you know, I'm going to invest so much time and money into this and I'm going to fail and I'm going to end up working the same job I would have worked anyways. It's like a larger goal stuff, but, but on a daily level, I'm just like, you know, afraid that this painting I do is going to be a flop afraid that like this thing and that thing is going to fail. And so <clears throat> a specific story that I'm, I'm literally like daily talking about this with my wife is that last year, um, I had a, a show in Charlottesville and when I did that show, um, I was really excited about the work. I put a ton of work in, um, I loved the paintings and I I just felt like this was going to be like this big coming out party. And I felt like I was like investing and sowing seeds for like five months and all this investment is going to pay off. And so when I got to the show, it it was good. It was good. And I did have people show up and stuff. Um, But I didn't have as many people as I thought were going to show up. Um, I expected maybe to have some articles written or something. Nobody wrote about it. And I didn't sell a single painting. And that Mm. experience really messed with my head. 
So right now I'm starting to think about work. I really loved that work. Um, and I felt like that work was really meaningful. But after that show, I stepped away from that work and did some other things for a long time. And all these other things were bad, but there's a, there's a seed of fear in that. Like I failed, I don't want to fail again. And so now I really want to revisit that work, but I'm super afraid that if I revisit yeah. it, I'm going to lose a bunch of money and time investing in it again. Um, and so that's been something I've been battling with like right now. It's like, well, a year ago that happened in Charlottesville, my first show ever in a small market, like my first stab at that work. This is completely different. I live in the other side of the country. I'm, I have a way bigger audience and following now and my work is better. And the second time through it will be better. But I'm right. super afraid it's going to turn out the same way. Um, and I'm, so I'm battling with that like right now. So, <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> very, very pertinent to my current state. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I was just thinking while you were talking about the way fear has negatively impacted me or continues to negatively impact me. And I think it's important to say that it is like an almost daily thing. Yeah. Um, especially if you are trying to freelance full time or you're a full time fine artist it's something that's always in the back of your mind that failure is right around the corner mm. right and I've seen that manifest for me mainly in when I get worried about the trajectory of my career I start looking for full-time jobs yeah like I'll start looking for full-time jobs I'll start applying to full-time jobs even ones that I like don't really want um, little known fact that I do still apply if I'm really stoked on it but I'll yeah. start applying to things that are totally outside of my wheelhouse, things that I have never wanted to do. Hmm. And and then I, I come back to it like two or three days later and I'm like, why did I apply to this? Like, I don't yeah. want to do that. I don't want to do these things. You know? Yeah. And so, I don't know. It's, it's weird how fear can impact decisions in the moment and then you come back to it and you're like, this is insane. I shouldn't have even bothered. Yeah. I've, I've been trying to cling to this quote that I made up, <laughs> um, <laughs> like last year. And I, I, you know, I always throw it away because I'm, I'm a fearful person, but just like to, to live by faith, not by fear. And like, I, I just, <clears throat> I mean that in a very literal sense, like, you know, faith is, is like a conviction of things that are, that haven't come yet, but you're, you're, you know, committed to believing they're going to come true. Just like if you sit down in a chair, like you don't know that chair is going to hold to you, but you have faith that it's going to hold you and you sit in it. Right. So I often ask myself this question, which is a very sobering question, which is like, if fear wasn't a factor in this decision I'm making, what would I choose? And it's always yeah. like, <laughs> that's a, I mean, that's a powerful statement. Yeah, I know. And it's always like, well, it's a no brainer, you know, like, right. I, I know what I would choose. I'm just afraid to choose it. And then I have this battle where I'm like, <laughs> just do it, Nate. And I'm like, no, I'm so afraid. And I'm like, just do mm -hmm. it. Like, you know, whatever. So, um, yeah. But what, what about you? Like where, I mean, you kind of got into that a little bit, but on a daily basis, like what does that look like for you? Like being fear and having to sort of deal with that. I think, so I think 
I think a lot of my fear on a daily basis comes from literally not knowing how things can turn out. You know, mm. it's it's not even based on a logical conclusion a lot of the time. It's not based on something I've seen happen. It's not something I've gone through before. It's literally like, I'm going to do this job and everybody's going to hate it. And then I'm never going to have any more jobs after that. Right. And it's like, why would well, that and happen? What you were just saying about it not being based on a logical conclusion, like literally, it's like, yeah. you've got like, years why, of a career and a foundation. Why would that happen? Yeah. Even if people don't really like it, why would that happen? Why would everybody all of a sudden be like, he lost it. That's it. Yeah. No more. We can't hire him for any more things. And I think that's, I think that's really important for me to realize a lot mm. is that all, all of my fear not all of it, but a lot of my fear is coming from this place of total hypothetical situation that's mm-hmm. usually totally illogical. And yeah, I think that's something I've had to lean on is like, okay, is this something that could actually happen or are you making this up? Right. Or even just like, okay, maybe this could happen, but looking at things from a bird's eye view, what are the chances that that's right. actually going to happen? Right. And I think, um, <clears throat> like kind of like switching gears I think I'm so like on a bigger scale I'm fearful of not accomplishing what I want to accomplish Mm -hmm. in my existence which can cause a lot of anxiety obviously because then you're talking about this existential identity and existential accomplishment blah 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 right and I, I mean, I deal with that on a daily basis. I'm constantly yeah. worried I'm not accomplishing I'm enough or accomplishing that I'm like not accomplishing what I want to ultimately or I'm not on the right path to get there. And with that, I've just like, we talked about this in the confidence episode last week, but I've really had to lean into the fact that my entire worth isn't built on what I make or what I do or how people like it or how people perceive it or whatever. That's not my ultimate worth. And that's that's more hard to remind myself of than anything else is that yeah. is that it alt- it kind of doesn't really matter. Mm. <laughs> like I have these goals for my existence and have these goals for my life, but if I don't accomplish them, I've still accomplished all these other things. Right. And that's okay. And that's that. That's really hard to remind myself of because, like I said, you're dealing with this like existential crisis, this low key existential crisis. Yeah. No, I I think mine is is similar. Mine is like, <clears throat> on the deepest, broadest level, it's like, I'm afraid that when I get to the end of all of this, I'm gonna have like made the wrong decisions. Yeah. You know. That Which I, I guess mean, what it's yeah. what everybody's scared of, right? Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. 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 I think, and I, don't I think know it why can sort that's... of, I don't know. I think it can sort of play itself out in different ways, but, but really it all is kind of the same thing. It's yeah. like, I don't know why that seems to be exacerbated with artists and creatives Yeah, being so concerned with what they're accomplishing. Um, but it seems to be prevalent with, yeah. when talking to artists, when talking to other people who are making things, they're always worried. That's their main fear is that they're not going to accomplish what they're trying to accomplish. Yeah. And I don't know where that stems from. Yeah. And I think for me, like the specific for for myself, the specific way that that manifests itself is I'm afraid that I'm going to turn left when I should have turned right. Mm -hmm. It's not that it's like impossible. (laughs) 
I tell myself, oh, it's very possible, but you can miss it. And that's what like really hangs me up. It's like, oh, if I had posted with this caption instead of that caption, I would have gotten four, you know, four right. times the likes. Right. If I had talked to that gallery instead of this one, I would be successful right now. You know, right. that sort of stuff. Like, it can be so scary to like take a step in the wrong direction mm. when ultimately we know from experience taking a step in the wrong direction doesn't mean that that's your final direction. Totally. Like, like I mean, it's the same thing as walking. You know, like right. it's the same thing as driving or like whatever, like getting around at all. It's the same thing. If you went the wrong way, that's that's fine. You just turn around. Yeah. Take the next yeah, step instead correct. of the one you were supposed to take. Like, and I think people are so scared of making a decision like that that impacts their lives forever. So that is talking about a lot of like the roots of fear. Um, so I, I'm like really interested. How does it, how does fear play out? Like what are the, what happens to you when you're afraid? So for Ooh. me, um, I can talk more about this, but, but briefly, like that's my root. And so I get analysis paralysis. So for you, wh- how does fear play out? Yeah. Um, it plays out in, in multiple different ways. I think for me, okay. it's, a lot of the time it is just totally freezing up okay. and not like not knowing what to do, not knowing what I'm supposed to do next to either correct the thing that I actually messed up and now I'm fearful of or a hypothetical situation that I've created in my head. Um, It's either that or honestly, I don't know. It's like, it's almost the exact same thing, but it's more active in a way because it's either me totally freezing up and being anxious and not knowing what to do, or it's totally taking a step back. So it's kind of like freezing up, but it's like avoiding it. Right, taking an active mm. step back and being like, I don't know, I'm not dealing with this right now. Yeah. And sometimes that's helpful. Sometimes that like helps me figure out what I need to do. And other times it just helps me figure out that I totally made that situation up. But <laughs> Yeah. But yeah, I think a lot of times it is me just like kind of freezing up and being like, Oh, what do I do? Mm. And just freaking out internally until I don't know, until I break and then I'm like, I'm going to bed. but yeah I don't know I don't know how it plays plays out for me usually I think it's I think a lot of it's freezing up I think some of it's taking a step back I think occasionally it's just working through it in a very active way and being able to like acknowledge that I'm fearful for no reason um I don't know leaning on people around me is important for me I think talking to my girlfriend Ashley is always super helpful talking yeah. to you about this stuff is helpful talking to some of our mutual friends that do art that stuff's helpful um so when it's playing out i always try to try to assess what the best course of action for myself is you yeah, know that makes sense and sure. other times i can't do it at all and i like you said it's like analysis paralysis and it's just yeah done. yeah for me it's definitely mostly analysis paralysis yeah. Like I do one of two things. Either I get so afraid of losing what I have that I overwork myself to death. Yeah. But that's usually not where I'm at. Usually I am so afraid of Well, let me let me rephrase that. It depends on what the, what it is that's making me afraid. A lot of times if it's like <clears throat> I have an opportunity and I'm afraid of losing it, I 
I do way too much for it. Like I go way too far. Um, and I shouldn't like disproportionately too far to try to secure that thing. Um, but if it's just like spec stuff where I'm trying to figure out to make a decision, I get paralyzed a lot. That's usually mm -hmm. what I go through. I just can't, I can't like I get in my head too much and I can't take a step. I just pull my car over on the side of the road and, and have a freak out. Yeah. Um, which if you saw me from the outside, you'd never think that it's all, it's all in my head. But right. You know, I, I think that that's, that's the thing is it plays out in me just like not, I, I, I just, I, I freeze up and I, yeah. I can't do anything. So yeah. Yeah. That's, that's definitely like how, how fear sort of in a tangible way, like impacts me on a larger and a, and an individual basis. Yeah. What does that look like once you're able to come back to what you were trying to assess in the first place? Yeah, I think, I, I mean, so that's how it plays out. And I think the, my, my solutions to that, how I deal with that, um, <laughs> I pray a lot. <laughs> uh, and uh, I talk to my wife, which is, which is wonderful. Like you were kind of saying, like talking to other people, like I talk to my wife a lot. She's, she's a great champion of, of me and talk to you and a couple other people about it. Um, which is really helpful. Sometimes just saying something out loud makes you be like, yeah, that was crazy. Um, yeah. And then I think <sighs> I'm not, I'm not suggesting like overworking to avoid dealing with problems, but as corny as it is, like just taking a step and moving forward is usually the best thing. And like, I think, <clears throat> I write myself a very small, very simple to-do list. It's not always literal. And I just do it. And so if it's like, I'm gonna stretch a canvas today, even though I'm freaking out about my career, I'm gonna just stretch one. And I'm gonna just do some sketches. Like, yeah. I'm doing it, I'm not gonna sit here, even if I can't make a decision yet, I'm not gonna just stop, I'm just gonna keep moving forward. Um, that yeah, having, pushes me through. Yeah, having auxiliary tasks is mm -hmm. super helpful sometimes. Even if, like, for me, that can be as simple as, like, okay, I need to do the dishes. I need to, like, vacuum or something. I need to, like, just clean up the apartment. Yeah. I need to go on a walk. I need to go get groceries. Like, other things that aren't... I mean, honestly, like, giving into distraction a little bit can yeah. alleviate that fear a little bit. And letting yourself rely on yourself for something totally different you know like totally. like a very like making a very scary decision can be super super stressful so maybe don't make that decision yet you know what i mean make a bunch of other little decisions that don't mm -hmm. really matter put water in the fridge so you can drink well, it right later. exactly you know what i mean like make your bed take a shower plug your phone in because it's on two percent you know what like just like little tiny things I find a lot of times can alleviate a lot of fear for me because it's like, okay, I can't figure that out, but I can figure out little things still. And that's, yeah, that's better than nothing. And I needed to do those things anyway. So there's this episode of, of scrubs <laughs> where, uh, Dr. Cox, Love scrubs. I know Dr. Cox, like he accidentally kills some patients and he's like totally depressed and he comes back yeah. to work and when he comes back to work, he has like a decision to make about a patient. And he can't make that decision. So then he goes to like, he avoids it by going to get a soda and he can't choose a soda. 
And like part of the arc of the episode is like him choosing a soda, making that small decision. Yeah. And then that being like, okay, I took a step forward and it was okay. I can do that with larger things now. Yeah. Um, and I think that that's like, that's kind of exactly what it is, right? It rings like, true. It rings totally true. Yeah. So I want to ask you about the healthy kind of fear. Sure. Um, so what role do you think that plays in all of this? I think it plays a big role for me. I think, I don't think I have trouble knowing the difference between the two when they're happening, mm-hmm. you know, and I don't think most people do. I think when you're afraid of something and it's illogical deep down, you know that it's illogical. And I think when you're afraid of something because maybe you've never done it before or because it's something like daunting or whatever, something stressful in by its nature, I think, you know, that I think you're fully aware of that. So I think it plays a really big role because it totally changes the way I assess everything. Yeah. It's like, it's a lot easier to break down that kind of fear and be like, okay, what are the things I'm fearful of? Can I do research into those things? Can I figure Mm -hmm. that out? Is there something more I can be doing Mm -hmm. to make sure that these negative outcomes don't happen? And that was the whole thing when I started trying to freelance full time. It's like, I was afraid of doing that. So I got a job at a coffee shop, you know, to like make sure I could pay my bills and stuff. And then I wasn't afraid of trying to make money freelancing because I didn't because mm-hmm. if I didn't it was fine you know or I sent a bunch of emails but then like forgot to include my link or something you know like the link right. to my website or something and it's like okay well I mean that's just a mistake like that happens right. and like realizing that realizing when you've made honest mistakes that people make and you don't need to be scared of those things I think that's really important for me and, mm. and continues to be really important for me. It's like, oh, well, I can fix that. It's okay. I'm scared right. of it for five minutes and then I can fix it. It's okay. And I think if you can learn to tell the difference between the two types of fear and learn how to assess them both where they need to be assessed instead of trying to assess them in the same way, yeah, then you can be a lot more productive with the positive kind of fear. Totally. All this whole conversation, a lot, of, um, a lot of references today. This whole conversation, I, I haven't stopped thinking about the Dark Knight Rises when uh, Bruce Wayne is like down in the pit and he's trying yeah. to get out, and he like puts he like has the safety rope and he's not able to make the jump, and then it's when he removes the safety rope and does it without it, like that fear is what propels him to like leap farther and actually do it. Right, he's like afraid of dying. I've just been thinking about this whole time with the healthy kind of fear. And I think like while, while anxiety about things is, is terrible, like fear can propel you forward. Like it's sobering. It's like, Hey man, if you don't start figuring out a way to like do this better, you're, you're going to be out of job. Like you're not gonna be able to do this. So like, you better start working harder or, you know, whatever it is. Like, like I think that there is a a type of fear that's sort of like sobering and it's like, you know what? I don't, I don't want that to happen because that's coming Yeah. and I'm not going to avoid it. I'm going to address the fact that like, you know, I'm in a ton of debt and I need to figure out how to get out of it or, you know, whatever. I think for some people, I'm not, I'm not one of these people, but for some people it's like, they just kind of make work and they just assume that's good. 
and like they just kind of do whatever they're doing and uh a little bit of fear is healthy a little bit of fear to say like you know people might not like this this might not do well i might not be able to make a career out of this whatever like that's a little bit good take a step back and really like assess yourself mm -hmm. um because things can be taken away from you um the last little chunk of that or subset of that i would say is like you know it's not it's not good to to be anxious all the time about losing everything but there's a reality that like i could get in a car crash today and break my arm and never be able to paint again and so like right. <clears throat> recognizing that like you're not guaranteed anything so make the most of of what you have and don't take things for granted like that's tied together with fear that's tied together with yeah. being like i don't i don't want to lose out on things i have because i took them for granted and so you sort of recognize like i don't want to miss that so i'm gonna take advantage of it work hard and whatever like fear is wrapped into that but that's healthy that's good it's a really good thing to do so i think in my mind at least that's where fear is like a positive thing and plays yeah, really well i agree with that i um, totally agree yeah so anyways well christian this has been a really cool conversation and super transparent I didn't necessarily yeah. plan to be that transparent. It's very but... difficult to talk about fear in a transparent way. Yeah. And like, I mean, I like, even while we were talking, like you just said this, but like, I didn't expect myself to be that transparent and also struggled a little bit to be that transparent in yeah. real time. You know what I mean? Cause it's hard yeah. to talk about this stuff in a real way. And I don't know. I want to encourage everybody to do that anyway. Like to do, do this with your artist friends, reach out to us too. And like, let's continue the conversation around this because it's super important and I don't feel like people talk about it enough. Yeah, absolutely. Um, no, I, I totally agree. And, and I mean, I guess this is the reason why we started this podcast, but right. it's just cool to be doing it and um, inviting other people into it. So yeah, for sure. All right, guys. Well, we're going to wrap up our conversation. Um, if you want to follow along on Instagram for the podcast, it's at emerging podcast. And for Christian and I, it's our names at Christian Arnder and at Nate Charmack. You can send me all of your fan mail and you can send Christian all of your hate mail. Uh, that it. would be greatly appreciated. Um, he needs to be more fearful. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, we've loved having this conversation and loved having you guys with us. And we'll talk to you guys next time. Thanks so much, everybody. <laughs>